listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Hello, hello. I, I am in a glass case of emotions. Oh, God. Oh, this has been God. a very, very trying past couple of days. And I, yesterday I was sitting here and I was like full blown ready to go to war over this whole nonsense about Barkley Goudreau. And I can't even look down, man. Oh, my God. And, um,. I have not I been feeling be, well. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing, but <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, all right, I I have not been feeling well for the past couple of days, and today everything really came to a freaking head, and it was it was bad. Oh. And if you if you want if you're sitting there going like, what is he talking about? I have the perfect thing to describe what I'm talking about. Oh. Chris has some vertigo. Oh god. Oh man. Oh, it's brutal. I, I've I, never, I've, I never have had dealt with something like this before. This is like, and it's weird because the last, like, we did two for roughing yesterday, and I was, I was largely fine. It's been very odd. Four o'clock in the morning, getting woken up, and. I think the first day, I think, did I tell you like what happened the first night? Like I, I had woken up, I had, I was actually dreaming that I was practicing and I was practicing on the ice and I was doing the spit, the circles. Like, you know, I used to like the warmups, the, the, the roundabouts and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, why am I dizzy doing this? Like, what the hell? And then I woke up and I'm like, why is the room spinning? Like why? And I go to get out of bed and I'm like, holy crap. And then the next day, like, it was so bad. The next day, not to go graphic here, but the next day it was so bad that I ended up puking my guts up, like, badly. Yeah, that's great. Nobody needs to know that. And then today I didn't wake up at 4 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, all right, maybe it was just something. I don't know. And then by the time I got out of the shower, it, it was like, oh, hell broke loose. I, I'm listening to the airport lounge. You know, they they put out their newest episode, fantastic Winnipeg Jets podcast for the Face Off Hockey Network. Little plug there. I'm listening to that guy feels like garbage. He sits here (laughs) still plugged. No, but I'm like listening because I got a I got a speaker in the shower. So every morning I've been listening to a different podcast and whatever. So I saw they made their new episode. So I was like, all right, I'll listen to it. So I'm in the shower. I go to get out and I'm like, I'm doing my thing, whatever. I'm going to get dressed and I go to put my clothes on and I get one leg in and the next thing it was like oh no boom <laughs> flat over and it's been ball game since then put it in the books 
it's been I mean look at my eyes Nick look, look at this it uh, <laughs> sucks so I, I'm shocked that you still wanted to even record. Well, it's good. It's team day Wednesday. We got to record. The show must go on. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, we're going to have team day Wednesday coming up tomorrow. All the other podcasts are ready to go. I can't back out. Uh, one, one could what argue when you were suffering we're, from the YouTube disease that you, know, you shouldn't record. We, we are. We, this isn't soccer. Oh, we boy. keep going. And I like soccer, but it's always fun to poke fun at soccer. All right. Listen. Oh, God. It's worse if I close my eyes, which is weird. That's really not cool. It's it's actually incredibly worse when you're lay, when I'm laying down and trying to sleep, which is off. It's, it's hellacious. It's terrible. I, I could deal with being dizzy during the day. It sucks, but you can kind of deal with it. But when I want to lay down and I just want to lay down and relax... And I try to turn over onto my side, and then it's like I've turned onto my side, and I feel like I've turned into the abyss, and I continue to turn and turn and turn and turn. I'm like, is this my death? Like, is, have I died? Is this hell for me? I'm going to be constantly turning, turning, and turning. Just like massive turns through eternity. Like, it's so terrible. It sucks. I can't look down. Dude, if I look down at my keyboard. Okay. And you keep looking down. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell is wrong? This, this episode is not going to be good. I just, I just, so I apologize. I apologize. All right, let's get, I, let's get into it as I'm like. <laughs> I apologize in advance because it looks like Chris looks like the Joker right now. Oh, God, it, this is terrible. This is very a like. smile on your face. Oh, okay. God, I, I am scared. Look, all right. Oh, God. Freaking tears running down my face. Oh, my God. This is oh, ridiculous. Geez. Okay. <sighs> Woosa. Let's do the Woosa. The, um, obviously, the expansion draft launches Wednesday night. We know that the Rangers will not be losing. You're doing great, honey. Why do you look so scared? Like, you look, like, mortified. Dude, like, I'm actually, I'm legitimately concerned for you right now. No, I'm fine. It's okay. I, I, it's I control kick. <laughs> it's, control <laughs> it's a control kick. You have oh, a nice yeah. face. You have a nice face. <laughs> it's okay. It's just control kick. So, all right, before we get into, all right, let's get, let's, 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 let's tone it. All right, we got it. We got this for the next, like, five minutes before I get another spell. All right, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you okay? Okay, so the um, the Rangers, you know, people were losing their minds last week because the Rangers re-signed Brett Howden and Libra Hayek. And then they were losing their minds about the fact that the buyout window opened and Tony D'Angelo hadn't been bought out yet, which I think we talked about that on the last episode, where it was like they didn't buy him out because they need him to be exposed in the draft. Not that they are expecting Seattle to take him. But hoping that maybe, hey. I mean, maybe they take a flyer, but the, the idea is it gives them that one extra player that fits the criteria that they need for the exposure piece for the players that aren't protected. So it's like, calm down. Then they, they re-sign Brett Howden, they re-sign Lieber Hayek. Same thing, kind of. I mean, even though Seattle does have the option to pick UFAs or RFAs in the that are left unprotected in the expansion draft. 
you know, they, they have to pick 20 players that are under contract. So you don't want to leave it to where you're taking that chance, really, unless you have to, you know, or if you're certain other teams that are that are opting to do that, notably Colorado um, with, with Gabriel Landeskog and Montreal even with, with Philip Deneau, you know, leaving him, unexp- leaving him exposed. Um, so it's all kind of part of the, the strategy, really, of, of getting ready for this expansion draft. And then we go into the weekend, and, and we talked about this on Two for Roughing. And we go into the weekend, and holy crap, did things go crazy with, with NHL trades. And the Rangers got involved in one where they sent long, long... Uh, I'm trying to come up with the proper word here for what we what we uh, utilize Brett Howden for on this podcast. Long-time punching a, bag. A baggage handler? Long time punching bag of the FHN. Oh, Whether do you it's think we are, and 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 I've and I've said this before. I've said it's not necessarily fair, but whatever. Um, they send Brett Howden, who the Vegas social media team thought was a defenseman. It's hilarious. Which 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 I love Vegas. Love a lot of things about Vegas. Their social media team is oh god. Um, we send Brett Howden. And now, so that one's gone. They turn around and trade for a seventh-round pick to Tampa, Barclay Goudreau. And this is where I'm going to go with the, with the show. The rule, the report are that the contract is, what, six by... It's $3.6 six million by six years. Yeah. And you would think that the Rangers have, have, have signed the latest Bobby Holik with the way that people are acting about this trade and there's people that are like oh well if it was three million you're off by six hundred thousand all right six years is it a bit long ten, long in the tenure okay is it a little bit of an overpayment okay is it a gross overpayment i don't think so the, listen the guy can play center or wing is has better faceoff stats largely than any ranger on the roster. He brings that grit and toughness that we talked about. We you know that that willing to go into the dirty areas, do the dirty work along the boards, play rough, play tough in front of the net, penalty kill will arguably be our best penalty killer for next season. I mean, checks off a lot of the boxes that shocker Chris Drury and the Rangers talked about since the whole move from Jeff Gordon and John Davidson. So it's like they literally said, this is what we're going to do. And they went and they've started to do it. Well, and and people met, are met, flipping out. And, and, and met, uh, Ranger fans were, you know, they either wanted Blake Coleman or Barkley Goodrow. They get Barkley Goodrow. Look, it's not a terrible contract. Based off of what his his salary his 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 cap hit is to the percentage of the Rangers cap, it's not it's not a de- it's not a detriment. It's like what three percent? Uh, not I wouldn't even think it's that. I mean, uh, is eighty one and a half million, three million dollars of eighty one and a half million? Don't do math, please. Not right now. Yeah, no, I'm not. I make my head I've, spin. I mean, I could, come on, I could do some Scott Steiner, man. That's yeah, thirty three and a third. No. <laughs> 
Uh, I, 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 I can do some Snyder man. I can already feel the wave of like whatever next dizzy spell is coming <laughs> over me. But when you look at when you look at the league, and, and you know, if you said it yesterday, if the cap rises after the the whole COVID nonsense, when you look at that with Goodrosen year three of his deal, this will probably be the norm for a bottom sixer. And it'll be a mute point. It'll be a complete mute point. And he's only going to be, if he plays out through the entire tenure of the of the contract, he'll be 34. We're not... I, I, was, I, was, I was shocked at the reaction by so many because it, it just, you would think that the Rangers, they, they weighed right themselves, they Brad Richards themselves. Like, where have these people been? Well, I, I think some it's just it's easy to complain. Now I will say this: this the, look, okay, you're you're paying three point six million for a guy that's in that's a depth player in your bottom six. Okay, <laughs> ideally, yeah, you 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 don't want to have to go out and pay for those or have to go and get those. But guess what team that did? What team paid? A pretty decent penny. The Tampa Bay Lightning gave up first round picks for both Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow. And what did they get out of it? Two Stanley Cups. You don't think that carries some weight? And these both of these guys were key pieces of it. Because there's people that have been on there that are saying, well, yeah, but they have Kucherov, Stamkos, Point. You know, Sergachev, Hedman, McDonough, all these other guys, Palat, you know, blah, 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 all these other guys up and down the list, Sorelli, they didn't even mention him. But they're like, yeah, they had those, they've had those players for quite a, a bit of time now. And what did they do the last the, two seasons ago when Brisebois took over, the tweaks that he made to the team that made them one of the most complete teams that we've seen in recent NHL history. He addressed the bottom six. Because he already knew he had all the top-end talent you could possibly want, but they needed to get the complete package to put it all together. And now you're seeing the Rangers do the same. And granted, yeah, they had to pay a little more because the guys won two Stanley Cups. And he's not just a guy that rode the coattails. You know, John Cooper said it best. If I could find the quote that I that I met that I that I cut out on the thirty on Broadway, where I was starting to go off because I was losing my mind. We're seeing people basically dusting off the cup. The cup says it doesn't matter. Like making it sound like winning Stanley Cups doesn't matter. He was a depth player. You never want to play for depth. You never want to do this. The cups don't mean anything. Okay, yeah, okay. That tells me a lot. John Cooper said it best about Barclay Goodrow. You can't have all Ferraris. Sometimes you need a good old-fashioned four-wheel drive Jeep to get you through the mud. That's what Barclay Goodrow can do for you. And guess what, folks? John Cooper, who I'm not a fan of, I'm not. And it's not that I'm not a fan of him, the person. I'm not a fan necessarily of the persona that has always kind of been on display, the smugness, if you will. Uh... He's got every right to be. He's won in the juniors. 
He's won championships in junior leagues. He's won championship in the minor league, in the AHL. He's won two Stanley Cups. Guess what? I'm taking whatever he says over any chart, any analytic, any whatever that wants to discredit one side or the other. I think a lot of people, when they were complaining, they, I think a lot of people like, look, I didn't like the term part of it. I did not like the six years because I just, I don't like going that long for a player who plays the way that Goodrow does because the wear and tear, you know, that no, I, I, I up with get you. that. So I wasn't a fan of six years. I would have liked it to be four, but I have no issue with thinking about it. The one thing I can say about the term is jury locked him up for a longer term. I think figuring A, it could lower the, the AAV. B, he's a guy that you want around and possibly see that it, you know, he'll play three, four years, and then the last two years will be nothing, so you buy him out, and it doesn't hurt you. Right. And but it's not I think like he, he also, doesn't have any stipulations. There's no no move. There's no no trade. I think he also looks at it, too, that six years, this is going to be this this young core, their co- competition, you know, contention window is going to open up hopefully this season and run for the next four or five years. So you're hoping within that window, he's going to be a contributor of what you hope to be a a cup team. Right. And you you gave up a seventh round pick. For his rights, yeah. You gave up, I mean, I don't want to say you gave up nothing because Henrik Lundqvist was a seventh round pick, but I mean, the amount of times that that actually happens out of the amount of seventh round picks. But, I mean, I, I just don't get it. They literally, jury literally said, this is what we're going to do. These are the guys on the radar, and he went and got one. And the contract isn't bad. People, I'm going to tell you what contract is the problem on the Rangers roster right now. It's Chris Kreider. It well, has been Chris Kreider. It, it's it's his, and, and it's Truba. And, they, and, they, and Truba. Truba's really, overpaid. Truba's overpaid, but he's not a bad player. And, and it kind of all depends on how this now, with this window, how this all plays out. And, and the the idea that we're going to lose Buchnevich because of Goodrow. No, we're not. We're not losing Buchnevich because of Goodrow. You know, yeah, you want to be mad that we didn't re-sign Jesper Faust? Okay, fine. Be mad about it. But the belief was, I think, that Jesper Faust wanted $4 million a year. And he took considerably less in Carolina because of the income tax. And that's why that contract looks far worse. And you remember, I mean, I was pissed about that contract because when that contract came out, you're like, really? We, oh, couldn't nice. re- we couldn't re-sign him? But then when you hear, well, the the thoughts were that it was more along, Jesper Foss wanted $4 million. And I, I'll take Barkley Goodrow at 3-6 over Absolutely. Jesper Foss at, at Absolutely. 4. Absolutely. And, it, and that's and not I a like knock Jesper on Foss. I really like Foss. That's not a knock on him. He's a great it, bottom six player and a, and a great secondary leader on your team. I think all around what Goodrow can do, I think he can he can help contribute a lot more to the lineup. He checks off boxes in almost every category for the Rangers. The Rangers yeah. don't need him to score a ton of goals. They didn't bring him in here for that. I saw that where they were like, oh, we, pay, we, we did this for a guy that doesn't even put up points. He's not here for that. We don't need him for that. Look at all the other offense that this lineup has. He's going to be in that role like, you know, 
Dom Ward, Brian Boyle were in 2014. You don't have to score. Go out there and make every other team's life a living hell. Check the check the opponent's top line and create positive offensive momentum for the bottom six in the offensive zone. Doesn't mean you have to score, but if you're playing with the puck in the other team's end, guess what it means? Their top line is not out in our zone for checking on us. Right. So it's you're creating a momentum shift. So that's literally all he has to do to be successful. I mean, the the mindset that this move sets the franchise back is I mean it's it's asinine. That's all it is. It's just asinine. Now, with that, there's some stuff leaking around. You wrote about it on the FHN.net today about the Ryan Strom move. You know, there was the whole big blow up over well, was that over the weekend I think too with, with the Buchnevich deal with to Vancouver that never happened. Yeah, which Elliot Friedman said he reached out to somebody in Vancouver about it on 31 thoughts and they denied it and Friedman was trying to figure out where that benefits the Canucks. I, I don't see where it does. And Which, I, I know it's a tough pill to swallow if you were to make that move. That that is a tough pill to swallow. But at the same time, Bo Horvat at the number two center is an upgrade over Ryan Stroh. Big time. Big time. I mean ideally, like what I said is I, I wouldn't mind it if they did that deal got something else back with it but also that allows you to, to potentially slide things down and now you've got Zabanajad, Horvat, Strom although I know you said he's not necessarily a third line center but I would say on a contending team or a team that's competing for the cup I think Ryan Strom fits the bill more of a third line center than he does as a second and that's not saying that he's not good that's just saying that on the depth ranks he's just the, the problem with Strom is he's not good defensively if he was good defensively, I mean, you, you just look at him. He's not, he can't handle himself in his own zone. If if he was better defensively, I think he's in no doubt second line center because the the production has been there from points total. Yeah, as a I, Ranger with and without Panarin. Right. So and that was I, the knock on him a lot when he first came in was oh it's because he's with Panarin and we saw that that's not true. Well, well, when we got him, Panarin wasn't even a Ranger who played well. And then when you know they paired him with Panarin the next season, his, his point total jumped through the roof. But then last year when Panarin was out, him and Kreider carried the offense. Yeah, and and you know the 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 other link was Andy Andy Strickland <clears throat> saying you know Ryan Strom to Ottawa. Was, was a possible move, and then there's been even like the bigger now. Now it's all the, the wheels are all spinning for a Jack Eichel move. Which one of the trades that I saw trade proposals was so insane, where it was it was Strom, 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 and the 15 to Ottawa, I believe, for the 10, and then the 10 Booch, Heedle, and Jones to Buffalo for Eichel. Oof. I'll tell you what, that happens. You can confirm 110 percent, 110 percent. That Glenn Sather is running the show. No, the one that you can confirm that Sather is running the show is if they rumored it on Thirty One Thoughts and they didn't say that it was going to happen. They did allude to it though. They they, they it was, circled it. Was, it was it was, no, it was sneaky. No, 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 no. Jeff Merrick said he was talking to somebody and they said they believe Nick Deloria will bring the Ducks back a first round pick. And then Merrick tried connecting dots 
well, if you're a team with a Tom Wilson problem, you play Tom Wilson a lot, you know, and you just signed Barkley Goodrow, could you be a fit? So he danced his way around to try connecting dots to it. It, it. It's not necessarily that. Yeah, but was it the comment like, "Oh, a team that has a that has a Tom Wilson problem"? That's what I said. Yeah, a, a team but, that. Right. He tried connecting dots, you know. Right. But he didn't. They they never said the Rangers would trade. They're looking to trade a first round pick but for Nick Deluria. People heard that and what. Berserk. Well, people heard, you know, Tom Wilson problem trade first round pick Nick Delury. Yeah. So you know, do I and, think? Look, do I think the Rangers could trade for Nick Delury? Absolutely. Do I think they're giving up a first round pick for him? No. That's yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's not no 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 no. And that brings us to kind of the the last part of today is the expansion draft which will which will happen if you're listening to the show early on the Tuesday night release it'll happen tomorrow night if you're listening today on team day Wednesday you'll uh, you'll you'll see this later but the Rangers opted the one thing that kind of surprised a lot of people and and really I mean I, I guess you could be surprised but why Why the opting of protecting Kevin Rooney over Colin Blackwell or Julian Gauthier. Kevin Rooney can play your fourth line center. And he played well. That's your fourth. That's more than likely the thinking behind it is that's your fourth line center. Because the thought process to me, if the Rangers stand pat and things, there's no other changes. Which I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's, there's way gonna, too much there's going gonna on. There's going to be changes. But I, my, I, my, my thought process is you're more likely to see Goodrow at the third line center than you are Filipino next year. I'm thinking more along those lines. If they don't make any other moves up front. If they make any other moves. If they bring in Jack Eichel and they move out. You know, I think if they are going to do Jack Eichel, I think Philip Heedle goes in that trade to Buffalo. I think Philip Heedle goes. I think the 15th goes. And and we'll see if it's another pick or prospect or whatever. And I think as a Ranger fan, you hate to see Philip Heedle go. I, I like Philip Heedle a lot, but I've talked about this a bunch of times now. And it's, has Philip Heedle taken that next step as your center? And the answer is no. He's he's he does he's he's a good player, he's he's strong on the puck, but I think a lot of times the puck kind of dies with him, and he hasn't really filled that center spot to what they expected that he would. Um, so I think if if anything were to happen, and they were to make any moves, I think you would see Eichel. If they were to make a move with with, with involving Buffalo, and just hypothetically speaking. I think you would see Eichel, Strom, or Eichel, Zabanajad, and either Goodrow or Strom as your third line center, and then your fourth line is going to be Kevin Rooney, because you're not going to go out and buy a fourth line center when you got Kevin no. Rooney, unless something falls in your lap that's going to be an upgrade over that. And Rooney played really well. Like people want to overlook it, Rooney played really well last year in that in that bottom six role. 
He played with a little bit of an edge. He had some scoring finish to him. He was good on the penalty kill. I mean, there was a lot to really like about Kevin Moody last year. Yeah, and and look, and and in the case of... More so than the 23-year-old Julian Gauthier who, look, I, I get it, people... This is the dangerous part with some players. He's the one that's getting picked by Seattle, I think. You fall in love with their potential. Right. It was That was me with Chris Kreider. Um, people, I think, fell in love with J.T. Miller's potential. Like, that's when, when you have a young player and you see what they can do. Size, speed, you know, has a little bit of a shot. It's like, oh, boy, if he can put it all together, this, this kid could be... And I think that's what's happened with Gochi. I think people, and then it's also easy to look at David Quinn. Oh, he never gave him chances. It's true. He did. It's true to an extent. It's straight true. up. It, it's true. But I also think the chances that Gochi did get, he didn't do much with. No. So, I mean, I think he played well in certain spurts, but if I had a choice of Kevin Rooney or Julian Gochi, just based off of the fact Rudy plays a position that the Rangers need. Gauthier, he's not, look, he's not jumping Chris Kreider. He's not drop, jumping Alexi Lafreniere. He's not jumping Artemi Panarin. He's going to be a fourth liner. So are you going to get what, the best possible use from him that you can? I don't think so. No, you're not. You're not, and you're. It's just, and at the end of the day, it comes down to it's. It's a gigantic logjam. It's the same thing with Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell, really good player. They had to expose him. They had to. It's the same thing with Butch. It's why Butch is on the, you know, potentially on the chopping block. Which, which will suck. I, I don't want them to trade Butchnevich. Neither do I. I, I really don't. Um, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow, depending on what the return is. It's going to be a really tough pill to swallow. But I have to imagine that there's going to be some more movement and some more action. Because this deal with Barkley Goudreau wasn't the end-all be Oh, I, I think this Thursday and this Friday, draft night on Friday, entry draft on it's Friday. It's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be wild. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, all, I think, a, I think a lot of, in a lot of, for a lot of teams. I think all day Friday, there's going to be a lot of chatter. And, uh, and you're going to see a lot of rumors and a lot of names. I think Friday could be very, very fun. You know, just 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 to go with it, you know, the the expansion draft. So for the Rangers, they're protected. They protected seven forwards, three defensemen, and and Georgie. Um, they left Barclay Goudreau, Julian Gauthier, Colin Blackwell, Phil DiGiuseppe, Tony D'Angelo, Anthony Batetto, Brendan Smith, and Keith Kincaid exposed. Well, I got to imagine Goodrow's not getting taken. We, we know Where that. I, I I got to imagine that it's it's Gauthier or Blackwell, and I'm leaning towards Julian Gauthier, maybe a little bit more so because of the the history with with uh, the Ron Francis connection. with Ron Francis from Carolina. <clears throat> that that's just kind of where I'm where I'm leaning on it. Um, but there's a lot of big names, you know. What does St. Louis do if Tarasenko doesn't get picked? What is what does Colorado do with now two big issues, the Gabriel Landeskog and the new one, which is Philip Grubauer? What do the Coyotes do with all their stuff that's going on? 
I mean, it's going to be <coughs> wild. Like, this past Saturday was crazy at the last minute. I, I think this draft is going to be gonzo. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a really interesting situation to see how this all plays out. I'm really curious. I just want the deals done for the Rangers because I just want to see how the chips are gonna fall, and I, I just get done with it and, and move on. But I, I've said it a hundred times, say it a hundred times more. You want to flip out about losing Buchnevich potentially. You want to flip out about losing about losing other guys. There's a main, there's a primary factor between all of that, and it's largely on the contract that was given out to Chris Kreider. And I, one of the biggest things of intrigue going into next season and how this season plays out is will Chris Kreider fit into Gerard Gallant's not only system but the demands? Because Gerard Gallant's very clear. And you've seen it with his time in Vegas and in, the, in Florida. You have he to play demands, a certain way. You bring it every night, every shift. And we have largely have not seen that. I don't care what anybody says. And we, and we were all over him for how great he played when Panarin was out. But you also have to, you also have to call it both ways. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. So, we've got expansion draft. Who will get picked? Then we've the got entry the draft NHL entry Friday. draft. Will the Rangers keep the 15th overall pick? I think if they do, that's a mistake. I say they don't. I, I would be shocked if the Rangers make their pick at 15. I, I will be surprised. And we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. And we will be back next week. Whoop, whoop.